and welcome to the Music Works podcast. Music Works is generously supported by Alliance Musical Insurance, the UK's number one musical instrument insurer. Alliance offer a team of music experts who understand musicians' needs and lifestyles, especially helpful during the strange times we're in. You can get cover for all types of instruments and musical equipment with protection against accidental damage, loss, theft and more. And, unlike home insurance, there's no excess to pay on instrument or accessory claims. At the moment, Alliance have a special online offer with two months free cover. Not only that, every Alliance music policy now includes free legal assistance and support so you can protect yourself both as a musician and in your personal life. Find out more at alliancemusic.co.uk. Alliance, serving the music community since 1960, Proud to be the insurer of choice for over 70,000 musicians. Hello. Hello, Katie. And welcome to Music Works at the Islands Academy Composers Awards 2021. At the British Museum. Fantastic setting. Really excited to be here. Looking forward to the winners this evening. We've got some extraordinary compositions and composers who are in here this evening. So a lot of excitement building. Absolutely, and this is our first ever um, on-site podcast recording, which is also very exciting. It is, and, not, and nerve-wracking. Yes, <laughs> somewhat. So I'm sure that you'll all bear with us, and this is going to be amazing. And first up, we're going to be interviewing Julian Joseph OBE, the chair of the Ivers Academy Awards Hello, thank you so much for coming to talk to, uh, to Music Works tonight. It's my pleasure. Um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. This is our first ever on-site um, podcast recording. Oh, wow. <laughs> it comes with starting a podcast in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's a real pleasure to be talking to you. Um, I think that our listeners, a lot of them are, are musicians and composers, um, so we'd love to hear a bit about the Ivan Academy and about these awards. Gosh, well... Um, <laughs> I was explaining not long ago that uh, the Ivers Academy um, is a specific award that recognizes and acknowledges composers in the industry in a way that I, I guess no other society does in quite the way that they, have, they do and for as long as they have. Um, so it's been going for many, many years. Uh, I'm going to not give you a date. but. Um, but yeah, it's certainly a long time. And um, and so receiving an Ivor uh, Novello Award is something that composers really prize and feel that there's some kind of recognition from their peers and from people who know. And that kind of recognition, it goes to the heart. And, and speaking from experience, um, it gives you a great sense of achievement and uh, validation. Absolutely. And how, how do um, the nominations get made? How does the Ivor Academy learn about um, people Well, I think you have to be um, nominated from by, by the industry. So it could be management, it could be other composers, it could be somebody from an official capacity in the music industry that's recognizing the talent. And from there, it goes to a committee that is set up by the artists. And they have several committees um, for different kinds of writing with expert panelists from all different styles of music. 
and the music is listened to, taken very seriously. And I'll say, I say that because everybody is a composer or involved with composers and feels it's very important to feed, to be, to properly represent the talent that, that is represented or, or that is um, nominated. So when the music comes in or uh, the nominations are there, you really consider the history of the artist, you consider their work, you consider their recordings, consider their impact um, on the world of music, and try and make as informed decision as you possibly can. And I think year to year it, it will range from, because um, as the landscape changes uh, in music, those things are taken into consideration too. So sometimes it can veer very much to young artists a lot, sometimes, um, and so then there's a balance to, to redress. And, and if, it, if vice versa, that same redression happens. But then it's really um, about merit. It's just really, that's the number one thing. What the artists composers saying, what is the quality of the work? And do we admire it? And, and we start from that place. And that's how the decision That's great to hear. So it's very much about the composers as a whole and their whole careers and not just a specific piece that's been nominated. Most definitely. And I think you meet several times to make these decisions so that you can consider um, properly what's going on and how you see it and who you feel at this time is deserving because we do feel that everybody's deserving and sometimes uh, nominees come up who you know really are deserving and don't quite make it that year but get moved to the, the following year and so that they can be considered in that environment and landscape. I see. And so what landscape do we find ourselves in? That's a very good question. Um, well, I, I think one of, the, one of the overriding environments that we find ourselves in now is that with lockdown, with um, the pandemic, um, the productivity of composers is still there. And, but not necessarily as many nominations. Uh, I think that's been one of the uh, noticeable factors. So, uh, coming from my world, specifically jazz, um, there were quite a, quite a small amount of nominations in, from the jazz side. So, that does affect the number of awards that can be given. So, that, that's a bit of a numbers game, but um, yeah, I, you know, the environment is just, you know, who's productive in a time when you're locking down and you're not out there feeling the energy of everyone. So what that reduces, um, you know, it's, it's just unique to, to this particular award. So, I mean, last year when I, I received another one, um, yeah, that came out as a girl. I wasn't expecting that. And, and we were fully involved. There was nothing happening, really. Um, and everybody was trying to find their feet. I think we've learned to manage our situation 
uh, as composers and as creators in the lockdown. And so we find ourselves, you know, not, I wouldn't say in such a dark place, but you know, certainly it's brighter now. It's really interesting to hear. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily expecting to say Kira nomination for you because of the pandemic. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, because that because of less music happening. Yeah. And um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because of outlets and what, you know, often commissions and and music is created for events and if you can't do any events you know in the way that we're used to then it does change how um it does change the uh numbers of nominations in um, a practical sense yeah that, that makes a lot of sense and um and what can you tell us about this year's awards then in terms of the music that's uh, that we've got you know, well, a huge range of course. Yeah, there's a huge range of music, a huge range of styles, from, uh, different uh, manifestations of classical music, large ensembles, uh, smaller ensembles, um, choral works, um, solo works, duet works, uh, jazz compositions, large and small, uh, recorded jazz too, um, uh, sound art. As well, so the, you know these are all um, some of the categories that we're considering and or we're considering, and you know there's a a wonderful array of talent and just amazing, uh, colourful, textural music that that, uh, that is really impressive. I mean, I I, I, I myself and and all the people on the panel. That I sat on. We're just bowled over by the talent and by the different kinds of music, the range of work, um, and you know, overall the excellence. It's just well, it's meant a, a kind of acknowledgement that I wasn't really even thinking about. And so, um, yeah, I feel very privileged to be in the company uh, of those who won the award that I, that I received, which uh, made me a fellow uh, of the Arts Academy. I, yeah, I just I feel really, really proud about it, and um, yeah, I was shocked. So I uh, don't know really what more I can say, <laughs> except that I'm very proud. Of um, and for any any composers um, listening, do you have any words of advice for them? Keep doing what you're doing. Never give up. Don't worry about who's watching, um, because you can't. Yeah. Just be yourself. And, um, and for the people in the industry, if there are composers you love, put them up for the artists. It's my Thank you. You too. So welcome, Martin Iden. Thank you so much for talking to us tonight. Congratulations on Thank your you win. Thank you so much. Um, so tell us a bit about the piece. Um, it's a fantastic piece. Oh, well, I'm, really I'm, 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 really, I'm really glad you are. I mean, when, when, when I do my sort of presentations to, to new students at the university, I, I normally kind of, kind of do the description of the music and kind of say, it's too long and too quiet, and hopefully the, just the right shade of boring. Right. And, and, you know, I'm joking, of course, <laughs> but, but, but this piece really is, 
it's dead quiet. Very, very little happens for a very long period in a really, really narrow bandwidth. And if it works, if anything works about it, it's because you start to attend much better, I think, to that very tiny area and start to go, oh, it's not boring at all. There's lots and lots happening just in this little space and you get to, to hear better, I think, in some ways. It sort of slowly opens up and doing less lets you hear more or something like that. I think. We, we all need that at the moment, don't we? It's very, uh, yeah. very difficult to stay focused on one thing uh, with the way things are at the moment, I would think. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, tell me about how you, how you came to be here. How, what's your um, path to be over the switch hands in a little, in a little bit. Um, it's really nice for, I guess, just for what sort of felt like a bit of a special piece with, with, with Jack and, and, and also because I think I kept asking really unreasonable things of him. I, I, you know, first of all, I think he really wanted a 10 minute piece and said, is it alright if it's half an hour? And he went, yeah, sure. And I, is it alright though? if I ask you to multi-track yourself four times, so for you it's going to feel like two and a half hours. Yeah, sure. Is it all right? If it's got a recording of the radiator in my office not working very well all the way through it. Yeah, sure. So it's, it's, I guess it's sort of really really nice to, to have, have a thing where you had a collaborator who, who every time you, you, you ask something totally unreasonable of them went, yeah, totally, let's do it. That's <laughs> wonderful. Well, if that doesn't persuade anyone listening to listen to the piece, they haven't already. <laughs> oh, that's really great. And um, we're collecting advice for, for composers. We have a lot of composers listening to the podcast. Um, do you have any advice for the, for the composers of the future? Two things. Make friends with performers. That's, that, 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 that's compliant that's, ones. <laughs> well, I mean, even ones will tell you what you're doing wrong. Make, uh, close, close friends who are performers will tell you, they'll play stuff and they'll tell you what's good and what's not, is, is enormously important, I think. And be nice. Be nice. Be nice is fun. really important. <laughs> that's Super. great. That Thank you. It is. It's Thank you so much for pleasure. talking to us. Lovely. Oh, and so now we're meeting Caroline Clark, and welcome. And thank you so much for talking to us this evening. Huge congratulations on your win. Thank you. Can you tell us a bit about it? Okay, it's called London 26th and 28th, March 2020, in imitation inversion. The first part just is the date. At the beginning of lockdown, I went out and shot some film on my phone for my children, thinking that you know, it's such an extraordinary time here yeah. that they would want to look at it. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh my God, it's so empty. And so I, I over um, maybe the next almost a year, 
I made this music. I replaced her imitation, the first half, that was the first day. I literally imitated every sound that was on the soundtrack. I'm a saxophone player, so I imitated them on the saxophone and replaced the soundtrack with me going, you know, everything. The birds, that was the funnest bit. You know. Oh, wow. And then the second day, the second half, and I've only just realized one aspect of this yesterday. I wanted to turn the sound inside out and sort of, um, so what I did, okay, it's complicated. That's it's fine. It's quite technical. I took <laughs> the original sound from film that I'd shot. I divided it into six frequencies from low to high. And then I recorded six bands of music, like the tones, continuous tones with the saxophone and the double bass from high to low. And I matched up the low frequency on the original soundtrack with the high frequency of saxophone and double bass recordings. And the second lowest with the second highest. And then the third lowest with the third highest. So there were these... So already we have a low sound matched with a high sound. Right? And then I ducked out. Then I used the original recording to... Every time there was a sound on the original recording, it ducks out the sound of the saxophone and the double bass. Do you see what I mean? So where you... Originally there was sound, now there's no sound. And then I took the original recording out completely. So what you're hearing is something that's high, where the sounds of the world were low. Low where the sounds were high. Loud where there was no sound in the world. Yeah, and quiet where there was a sound, so it's the opposite. And I just realized, of course, it's the emptiness, it's the fact that so many people were gone. And they just left. I only realized this yesterday. I just thought, I have to do this, and I didn't understand why. But yesterday, I realized it's like this, you imagine the empty space, not just of people who are at home, but people who are never coming back, you know. And so, it sounds very odd, but it means a lot to me. Absolutely, it sounds incredibly powerful. Well, I don't know, it, it meant, to me it was, I hope, I mean, I guess they liked it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Quite right too, <laughs> absolutely. And what's your, um, your history with the Ivers Academy? Have you been a member for a while? No, I, I haven't. I only became a member when I was nominated for this. I was, I've never, I think I come from slightly left field or something, you know, I'm sort of working. Also, you know what I'm really glad about? I'm 60 years old. And I've been working since I was a teenager at, you know, sounds, music, performance. And I'm glad, it's not just that I don't really care about recognition, but I'm glad someone like me who's not young can still be, you know, relevant. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You <laughs> Do know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, huge congratulations again. And um, do you have any words of wisdom for um, composers looking to, you know, to win the next year's awards? Don't think about winning. Just think about your work. Yeah. No. That's, that's 
probably bad advice, but it's the only advice I can give. Thank you. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for talking Thanks to Thanks to you. It was a Thanks. pleasure. Great. Um, hello, Zoe Rod, and thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks. Congratulations on the impact award. Yeah, kindly so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's just incredible, and I've been reading your biography in the in the program, all the incredible things that you've achieved. Um, can you tell us a bit about your journey and what's brought you here tonight? Oh gosh, uh, good to be here a long time. <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah, I'm a, I'm a jazz piano player. I wasn't always. I started off in classical music, um, but jazz really drew it to me. Yeah, the music I love best, really, just in terms of you know being able to express myself and um, write my own music. Um, yeah, so I mean, I've written. You know, it, it's funny um, having to think about my career. It's actually 20 years this year since my first album. 20 years since your first album. It is. Congratulations. I'm horrified when you look at it like that. But I mean, you know, yeah, so I think, you know, looking back, you know, I've obviously built up a body of work and it's really nice to be recognised in this fashion by the Ibis Academy. It's such a privilege and an honour and especially it came completely out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. And just to think, you know, the people have been listening to my music and appreciating it and the very fact it's an an impact award. Yeah, you know, it's really hard to really just, um, you don't realise when you're writing music and producing your own music, you know, because it's not an easy job by any means, it's a struggle, it's a lonely job, it's a lonely thing, you know, it's a very isolated um, thing that you're doing, and you don't, you know, I particularly, I haven't had to go to network and so um, this has, Absolutely. It's so wonderful. Um, do you know how it came about? Were you nominated? No, no, not at all. I just was told who I am. Fantastic. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I just not something I've put myself up for. I've been working hard at my art for many years. And it's lovely that that's been noticed. Thank you. 
You know, because for me, I've got like a lot of music that I've written. I would love to have more. But since the pandemic and since, you know, music, playing music is is sold and listened to. But I don't really know, I'll be honest, I don't really know anymore how I'm going to make my next album. I'm going to invest a lot of money into doing that. I agree completely and I was I was talking to Julian before the awards ceremony. He mentioned that the process of um, choosing the winners from the nominations involved a lot of um, information and researching into it's not just about the piece that's been nominated, it's about the composer's whole career and their whole um, output and it was really heartening for me to, to hear that as well because yeah. I, I you know I share the concerns <laughs> <laughs> the composer's future and because you want people to continue to write music, you know, you, you know, people have to eat at the same time, you know, you have to eat, you know, people have to eat, you to Thank you. Uh, you have won the uh, Small Chamber Competition Award. Um, yeah, thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks for having me. Um, so, can you tell us about the piece? Um, the piece is written for duo. It was commissioned by um, this excellent contemporary music duo called Hyper Duo, who are keyboards and uh, drums. Uh, but they have contemporary classical backgrounds, so everything is entirely notated. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, shall I go more practical things? Well, however you like. Oh. Just, you know, oh. However you think we'd like to know. <laughs> well, well um, so the, the key, well, practical things, because they're kind of easy. The yeah. keyboards has two layers, and one of them is synths, and the others are samples, so I can have all the sounds that I want. I like this idea that there's kind of like infinite, mid, infinite sounds can come out of speakers, mm-hmm. or anything could happen. And um, they're, 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 those are the practical things. They also mm. play some duck calls and kazoos at some at some points. Oh. Yeah, and uh, the piece. Well, I just try to make the most kind of sensuous sound stuff possible. That's kind of my mantra with every piece of music I write. So I want every moment to be as as fantastical and feelings as possible. That that's my motivation. that there are also lots of musics that are really good and don't have 
kind of the acknowledgement and support of big classical music institutions like here. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I, because it doesn't, yeah. But, but having said that, I'm, I'm really grateful because um, something like this will help me be able to uh, platform my work and um, and help people take me seriously, which would be enormously important for me. Um, so that I'm able to spend more of my life um, to do it, writing music and creating music, uh, mm. which is intensely uh, important to me and my being on the world. Well, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. And it's, it's interesting to hear someone who's been nominated for several categories this evening, several pieces. Is that right? Yes. yes. This this was really nice, yeah. uh, and and was just to be nominated uh, feels. Uh, really meaningful support to my work um, so, so that was wonderful thanks so much yeah also it was really nice to be nominated for the for the jazz category because this music uh, means a lot to me and, and in, in my being as a musician mm -hmm. that's great and uh, any words of wisdom for the next generation um, d def um probably but i don't know what they are yeah. it, it would be nice um to you know, all the things that everyone said, true to yourself and um, stuff. Uh, do what's most meaningful and don't wait to be ordained by big classical music institutions like the Ivers. But, but respectfully to the Ivers, this is really helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for it. Thanks. And now we're talking to Anna Gravelsdottir, the winner of the Large Scale Competition Award. Huge congratulations, Anna. That's, it's, uh, what a win to win. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's such an honour. Um, you know, living here now and, and having been here uh, for a few years, it's really nice to uh, be a part of this community and uh, receive this uh, honour. Yes. Have you um, been involved with the Ivers Academy before? Actually, yes. Yeah. So, would you like to tell us a bit about the piece? Yeah, so um, the piece was commissioned a few years ago and I was writing it, um, actually in the middle of writing it when things started to go into lockdown and um, at that point I'd already uh, decided the presentation is a full a large orchestra so you know it, I might have been uh, tempted to kind of reduce the instrumentation given our times um, but but I was very thankful that I had already started so I was able to do that and um, but also writing such a big piece when things were being cancelled and postponed was really surreal but um, the piece itself is about our kind of relationship to our, I mean, when I say about it's the initial inspiration behind the piece and it became such a big part of the of the piece when I was writing it and it kind of consumed me and I guess it's impossible not to given the, the state of the world so um, the piece was very inspired by that and having this shift and pull between optimism and, and kind of uh, more catastrophic Thoughts mm -hmm. uh, in the piece throughout the entire film. Wow, that sounds um, very, very up to the time period, even though you've already started writing it before. Um, and I think, like, that's what we do, 
I guess, we connect to the world that we live in when we're in it. But, and, and as I was writing, things things would be cancelled and locked down. It was so. Uh, it started to have effect on the piece as well. I'm sure. Yeah. And what, what was the piece being premiered um, yes. since with the, the threat caused by the pandemic? Absolutely. And yeah. actually, I couldn't be there for the premiere with the Berlin Philharmonic because of travel restrictions. But I'm very happy that it took place and I was in very close um, collaboration with them and the conductor, Kirill Petrenko, uh, during the rehearsal period, but it was surreal not to be able to be there. Absolutely. And then having this piece premiered online in their digital concert hall with no audience, mm. it gave it a kind of a, an aura of a, a very special aura to, mm. that added to the layer of the piece, actually. I would never have have chosen that but it kind of happened because of yeah. the, the times so the the actual atmosphere of the yes. premiere was really affected yes yeah exactly gosh mm. oh how wonderful to hear i mean obviously a very you big know, story you know yeah, yeah. No, but, uh, um, and then it has been performed for others now but uh, yeah oh it's, it's incredible uh, obviously talking to the winners this evening to hear about um, the way the pandemic has impacted the music that they've written and obviously wouldn't expect anything else than it to be a huge impact but we've really talked about some things that I certainly wasn't expecting yeah so, I'm yeah. sure yeah yeah absolutely um, we're collecting advice for um, composers up and coming young composers or um, you know looking to, uh, to succeed in the industry um, do you have any advice? so I always really believe in obviously working really hard always but sure. also really following your passion and kind of following what it is that you really have to say as an artist because that's the most likely thing to succeed you know if, if you are very sincere in what you are, are doing and what you um, feel that you need to do it's passion and work really hard you know that's really all we can do there is uh, no magic formula and uh, this is uh, what we have to do, work really hard and have this passion that we like we burn for doing this, otherwise we wouldn't. Very true. Great recognition of it tonight. Thank you so much Thank for you. talking to us and congratulations again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Music Works podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe, check out our other great episodes and even better, leave us a review. You can also sign up to our mailing list at www.polyphonyarts.com forward slash mailing dash list for updates and news about what Polyphony Arts is up to for all you classical music folk out there. You can find more information in the show notes as well. Meanwhile, I'm Katie Beardsworth and I look forward to sharing with you the next great episode of Music Works. Music Works is generously supported by Alliance Musical Insurance, the UK's number one musical instrument insurer. Alliance Music Insurance, serving the music community since 1960, proud to be the insurer of choice for over 70,000 musicians. Music Works is a Polyphony Arts production. Thank you for listening.